Festie fam, the time is now. Festival goers unite. Welcome to the Festie Files podcast, where we highlight the creative and inspiring individuals who collectively come together and create the festival experience. So whether you are someone who, you know, attends festivals religiously, like, like we would do, you know, now we just close our eyes and envision ourselves there, which is okay for now. Um, whether you're someone who goes to festivals and dances on stage as a performer, whether you're behind the scenes, you know, someone with the production side, whether you're a vendor at the event, whether you're running around just figuring out what is going on, <laughs> or if you're providing the beats, we each play an important role in the festival community. My name is Desmond Berestain, CEO of Festi, the festival smart band. And you know what? Let's get into it today. Super excited, super stoked to announce an, our guest here. She is a passionate festival goer, number one, you know, always keeping the vibes up, always on a good vibe. She is a confidence coach, you know what I mean? So that already, that's plur vibes because you're already giving that out. Confidence coach helping girls build unbelievable confidence in themselves and create the life they truly desire. She has her own podcast. Exactly. It's, uh, that's, that's it right there. Breaking <laughs> Butterfly. Breaking Butterfly, and it's on Apple. Every Monday, they have a new episode, and you can join her Metamorphosis group coaching. So, shouts out to this butterfly right here, EM Festival Butterfly. Ladies and gentlemen, Festi Files, welcome Maddie Maple. How are you doing, Maddie? Hello, guys. Oh, my God. I'm doing so good. I am <laughs> so excited to be here and to connect with you and everyone and, and share and, yeah, keep the positivity going. That's, that's what it's all about. You know, we're all it's all about baby. Yeah. We're all going through stuff, you know, and one of the things that we have as a community, we have to remember we're in this together. So that's why we're, we're on here. We're like sharing stories. Like if you haven't attended a festival, you, you log into the Festi Files podcast. Let me tell you a story. If you have, and you're, you know, at home and you're down, you're like, man, I want to go back. Well, you know, you can go back, close your eyes, Call up a friend, talk about it, relive those moments in your memory, relive that energy. There's always a way around it. So let's get into it. Let's just get right into it. What's your festival story? Oh, that's my festival story. Oh, okay. <laughs> so first of all, I was always drawn to festivals for a really, really long time. Just like the fashion. I'd, I'd watch like movies on Netflix or just like YouTube festivals. And I was just like so intrigued. Um, but I was actually with someone at the time and he told me, if you ever go to one of those raves, um, yeah, I'm going to leave you. And I was like, oh, okay. So that, that at first was like, I was very, uh, confined and constricted for a really long time. And I also grew up in Utah and my family was really religious and it was just like, it was almost like this urge for a really long time to go to a festival. I had no idea what it entailed of, but I was just like, I want to go, I want to go. But I was constricted for so long. Um, and that's kind of this whole butterfly thing, right? It's like I was in a cocoon for so long and couldn't truly be myself. And then I think it was 2017, I went to my first, obviously that relationship ended. I started finding myself and I went to my first festival, DOS Energy in Utah. And yeah, I mean, I guess the rest is history. People that listen to this go to festivals so they know what's up. I walked in and that was when my transformation 
began truly into who I am today because it created a space for me to find myself again and truly create myself. Um, and ever since then, I went with an amazing group of people and it just evolved. We kept adding to the fam, adding to the fam. And now I have a group of like, I mean, I would say even 50 people in my rave fam that we just travel and we go to all the festivals. My favorites are Decadence Colorado, EDC. Yes. I love Izu. I love Utah festivals because that is my home. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess for my story really when it comes to festivals is like festivals were my place to truly create who I wanted to be. It opened up like a whole new portal for creation. Wow. So wow. eternally grateful for that. And like, I've kind of moved away like on my Instagram a little bit from like, I still do festival fashion and, and all of that stuff. I do festivals, but I've kind of, you know, turned into this coach. I've started my coaching business and I don't think that, you know, my new followers really understand how big a part festivals plays into my coaching because it completely transformed the way that I view life. Yep. That that's it right there. Festivals are a paradigm shifting experience. Exactly. And, um, we all remember at first festival, we all remember how we felt like looking around and just seeing a sea of people wearing like the wildest outfits, but it was like so yes. swaggy and <laughs> vibe and looking out for each other and just like, the energy when I walked in, I wasn't even like in it yet. Like we got there a little bit early. Like there's like some DJ playing, like we, we weren't even like in the festival yet. I just walked in and it was like, I was back home. It was like this, the energy there, just the energy, seeing how people interacted and seeing just the whole environment. It changed my life in an instant. I didn't even know that existed. I'm sure people can totally relate. They go to their first festival and they're like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. This is a thing? <laughs> oh, I was like, wow, how have I? My cousin said it. He's like, come with me to this festival. It's going to change your life. I'm like, okay. I like yeah. take three steps in. I'm like, oh my gosh, my <laughs> life is changing right now. So exactly. It, it's true. And um, as you mentioned, coaching right? I, I'm actually a coach as well. So um, Hell yeah. before even going to festivals, I was like a professional athlete. I played basketball in the Philippines and Mexico. And then yeah, cousin come to the festival, boom, transformation. And then we kicked off Festi and we're like, man, we have this, this festival company. We're trying to push out technology. What can we do to generate funds early on? So I was yeah. like, dude, well, I used to train people and I feel like that's what going to a festival is therapeutic. It's like soothing. Yes. We should be able to take what we learn from the festival and then apply it to our regular lives. We go through things every day. We still have the ability to listen to music, to connect, to dress up, to, you know. So I want to hear about how, how that had an impact on you and how you took it from just, oh my gosh, it's doing so much for me to sharing that with others and then allowing them to enrich their lives. Yeah, I think... Oh, like I was saying, I was confined for so long, you know, dressing a certain way, being a certain way, talking to certain people to be cool. Like those things don't exist at raves. Mm -hmm. Is You wear what you want. You talk to who you want. You dance how you want. You listen to what you want. And there's no judgment. Um, and so I think once I was 
able to be in that judgment free zone and truly create my authentic self. Like my thing, like authenticity. Authenticity is where love comes from, where happiness comes from, where confidence comes from, where success comes from. You can get you can get a little bit far on uh, in authenticity. Okay, you can you can go a little ways, but if you're trying to make a life full of success and joy and fulfillment, it has to come from that authentic place. And so, and that's what it gave me. So it gave me a place to like, without anyone telling me what to do, find who I was. And once I was able to find that authentic place, I was able to create this confidence and also the creativity thing, how you're saying it's like therapeutic. Um, the creativity that you are able to tune into when you go to a festival and connect with people and music and that true like pleasure. Yeah. The creativity that comes out of that, I think just formed this person that wanted to share it with everyone else. I like became this person of true creation and it felt so I forgot to ask you before the podcast. How do you feel about language? Oh, say whatever you want. Okay, thank you. True. As long fucking, as it's out of love. True fucking creation, baby. Like I was creating my life however I wanted, and there was no. It was almost a switch. I was like, I my only goal in life, my only purpose is to help other people tune into their authenticity so that they can create their life the way they want to live. Because so many people, we go to festivals and we feel like we can create ourselves, you know, the way that we want to, but because there is no judgment there. When we go into real life, like festivals are still real life, but you know, when we go into society, there's so much judgment, but learning how to deal with that so you can live your life in a festival-like way every single day, mm-hmm. that's the goal. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Exactly. Love it. Love it. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, we go deep here on the Festi Files podcast. Let's get into the, let's get into the whole transformation, the whole metamorphosis in the cocoon. You know what I mean? Let's talk about that. So tell me about the butterfly effect. The butterfly. So yeah, uh, it's a little cheesy, but I love it. It's real though. It's real. It's it's authentic. It's you. I mean, yeah. It, it makes sense. Everyone, you know, we all go through transformations. We all go through phases and yeah. you went through one, right? And festivals allowed that piece of you that has always existed yes. to come to light, you know? And exactly. I think that's what a lot of people are going to be inspired by because it does the same thing for them. You know what I mean? So exactly. And you know, what's so funny is more people relate to it than I thought would because sometimes we get in our own bubbles and like we feel like that's we're the only ones going through that um and that's what's so amazing about podcasting and putting your voice out there especially on social media is that we do get to connect and see that we are all so similar and going through similar things when i started sharing my story and about the butterfly the messages i get about girls sending me their butterfly tattoos and them saying that like they like their story is the same and they completely relate it's so empowering. And yeah, I think that I I was going to add something way earlier on in the podcast when we were talking about like being connected. And I just want to like touch on that again about how impressed I am that the festival community connects in this way, 
like just sharing our stories, even when there aren't festivals, no other community is doing this. No mm -hmm. other community is doing live streams and connecting with the, the artists and connecting with each other. And like, mm -hmm. we just, yeah, it just impresses me every single day. But, um, yeah. So sharing my story has been very empowering because so many people do relate to yes. the butterfly. We are always evolving. Um, I worked at in and out for five years and that was, that's kind of my, my story. That was the cocoon where, so I, I started going to festivals, festival fashion, festival fashion is everything to me. <laughs> that is where I like feel my best and where I thrive. And then I would go home and I would get into my whites, my white uniform with my in and out hat, hair up, can't have eyelashes, no glitter, obviously. <laughs> no glitter? No glitter, no makeup, no colors. Um, and I fucking love in and out I, it was the best job I could have ever worked for, <laughs> but it was, I, I started to get these two super different worlds, the place where I was confined and then the mm -hmm. place where I could wear anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so I felt stuck there for a really long time and I'd like quit and then I'd go back and then I'd quit and then I'd go back. Um, and finally, as I, I started going to festivals more and more and I started finding who I truly was and I realized who I truly was, was this expressive being, especially in how I dress, how I look. Um, and so, yeah, it got to the point where I was like, I, I have to fly. I have to fly. Yes. Yes. And so I quit in and out and you can't have tattoos when you work at in and out. So that's when the whole, the whole butterfly tattoo happened where if I got this tattoo, I couldn't go back to my cocoon. Yeah. I, it's like, they won't hire you again. So that was, that was my butterfly moment of like, okay, I love expressing myself. I learned that for, through festivals. I, that is an important part of who I am. And so I was like, this is it. And I got my tattoo and obviously never gone back. Yeah. And yeah, that was kind of my, my transformation. Um, Talk about the fashion. What is it? What? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start it off. I'll, I'm in my tie dye phase right now, as most of us are. Yeah. Yes. But I'm, you know, I'm like, yo, anything tie dye. I'll even, even got the little short. Oh my God. Yes. We're not playing around folks. You know, we're out here vibing. I've been <laughs> shopping for tie dye. Yes. Like a matching tie-dye set. That's my next. Uh, so I love what it. was it? Do you remember like the first few outfits or what, you know, what is your festy fashion like? Cause we, we call it festy fashion. Tell us about festy your festy fashion. fashion. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, I always, uh, I always had this thing growing up. I don't know if it's an ego thing. I, I think it's an ego thing where I always loved to wear something different. I always love to stand out. I always love to wear like what other people weren't wearing. If someone was wearing a trend at school, I'm like, how can I be the farthest from that and be the opposite? I always just loved like expressing myself in a way that like people were like, what is she wearing? I, I don't know why. Like I said, I think it's like, I like attention or something. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, but just like real, it's really deep embedded in me to like want to stand out. Yeah. But I was never able to do that. In school, even, I've been talking uh, a lot with my clients about like how school has shaped us. School is like, can't wear this, you can't wear that. Mm -hmm. And and then it just like carries on and we just feel like we can't wear what we want. Um, so yeah, and then going to festivals, I was like, 
I was like a little shocked at some of the things people were wearing when I first went. I was like, wait, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's looking at them. Weird. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Some of them, no, people can wear what they want. But some of them, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Is this allowed? I love it. But my first outfits, oh my God, I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> They were a little painful to look back at. I like glued some roses on the little top and wore a little flower crown like I was at Coachella. Okay. At and then I, I found a um, huge shout out to Shoppy Glitz and Tasteful Girls that I work with now. You work um, with Tasteful Girls? Shout, shouts out. Shouts yeah. out to Tasteful Girls. Yeah, I saw it. That's one of the main reasons I was like, you messaged me. I'm like, oh, he's talked to my girl, Tara. Tara All right. Yeah. Hi, Tara. That's awesome. Yeah. I love them and those brands just spoke to me and when I wear their clothes, it's like a whole new level of confidence. I'm all about being confident with your your natural self as well. I think that's so important, but there's something about when you look good, you play good. And mm-hmm. when you feel fucking fire and you feel so good in clothes that are made by other festival goers, yes. Like that it gives you a whole different level of energy. It up levels you. Yes. That's like also why candy's so cool because it's like someone made this and like gives it to you you know it's like whoa it's like there's always another level when it's like handmade or you can just feel soul in it in the actual clothing and then you put it on you're like you know some people they're calling it drip now but you know just (laughs) it's just energy it's that energy and it charges you up it's literal energy Mm-hmm. 100% it is. Um, I haven't listened to the podcast yet with Tara, but I'm sure she talked about it a little bit and like the love that they put into their clothing. Um, and same with Beaglitz, Brandon, the way that he creates it's, I'm very about the slow fashion. I don't mm-hmm. buy from fast fashion brands, just like a personal preference, but it's because of the energy. Yeah. It's the candy. You, you can buy it on Etsy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you that same level of like energy when someone makes something from their heart and you wear that, especially in that kind of setting. Yeah. It's, there's nothing like it. There's yeah. truly nothing like it. I still, I just wear my rave clothes. I try and incorporate them like in my everyday life now. Oh it's, yeah. Got to, got I to. I have to. It's just, <laughs> it's just a whole different level of authenticity for me. Yeah. And, and especially now, like that's exactly what I've been saying. We're at home. We're kind of trying to figure out what to do tap, but we can always tap into our creative side and if dressing up in your rave outfit and then working from home, like that's something you could do. Like that's a real thing now, you know? And, and as you mentioned it, this community, we come up with solutions. Like we're one of the first for the live stream where, you know, we're trying to create, we're creating a couple other things we have in store to provide for others, to connect others within the community. Like, the festivals, mm-hmm. we might not be at them physically, but the festival spirit is there. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's what I was trying to, that's what I was saying is like, I'm so impressed and almost mind blown at this community. And it just shows how powerful and important it is. It's like, it wasn't even an option. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, should we, you know, try to keep the festival energy going it's just there and it almost like channels through us in a way like there's just no other option rather than to keep it going and even rave brands doing swimwear now and Mm -hmm. tasteful girls is doing sweats and workout clothes the live streams um even so many artists like you can tell the passionate djs doing just 
very interactive things still yep. creating. It's like, it just doesn't die. Yeah. It's, it's so, too important. So it's, it's exactly. It's, it's there. It's in us. It's within us. It's, exactly. it's why people go back to festivals. It's why 20 years later, they're still like, Hey, I, I still love this. It's why certain artists are still performing. Like you can't cannot- be old. And be like in the VIP. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have the coolest cane. <laughs> like it's gonna be this light up cane. Does oh little God. tricks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I'm gonna be that like that lady that's just like a little too old and she's like still wearing festival clothes. And you're like, wait, <laughs> who is this old lady? I'll be like, all right, I see you. I see you. So I can't um, stop. Now, now bringing it back to the coaching, right? So you yeah. went through this phase. Now you got the tat, you know, you got the nose ring, you know, yeah. you're the same person. Um, you're just allowing certain facets and, and, and areas of yourself to be visible, to, to, to breathe, to come to surface. Um, and then confidence coach, you know, you could have said, I'm a health coach. I'm a personal coach. I'm a mm-hmm. life coach. Why confidence coach? And you know what's so funny about that is I've been like, I've been exploring that for a while. So when you start coaching, they're like, you need a niche, right? A niche as in like a specific audience. And I kind of had mine. I had my girls um, and I still do a lot of like, I, I was kind of like a mindset and manifestation coach at first, but then like confidence just like kept coming back. It's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, I'm very, very passionate about the, the actual science behind our self-doubts and our limiting beliefs. Um, just we limit ourselves so much and our thoughts work in a very particular way and nobody knows how it actually works. So they let their thoughts run them. They identify with it and they do stop themselves from like being confidently who they are because of this programming. Okay, guys, 95% of your actions are ran off of like your subconscious beliefs and thoughts. 95% of those, or some even say like 97%, were created before the age of seven. The age of seven. So pretty much we are running off of beliefs that were given to us so long ago that we don't even remember. And what people need to understand now is that you can, you can choose if you want to keep believing those beliefs, and most people do it's easier, safer, yeah. or you can choose to change those beliefs. And that is what just kept coming back in my coaching. Um, and as I got more and more clients, it just kept coming back to this like confidence. And, you know, there's two levels of confidence. There's the confidence in like your abilities and getting past those fears and those limiting beliefs. And then there's the confidence in like your yourself and your body image. And that's yeah. another thing that I really, really struggled with while I was in my cocoon. I just almost didn't want to leave the house. I was almost like, didn't want to be on this planet anymore because I hated my body so much. And it's the body dysmorphia. Like my body looks the same now and I fucking love it. How does that happen? It's, it's, it's all in your mindset. Um, so I think I just have a very personal connection to confidence and like what it's done for me now after I built the confidence in my body and then I built confidence in my abilities and what I could do. And I, really truly learned how to use my mind to build confidence and know that I can do anything. That's yeah. Now I'm just so, so full force in the confidence movement. Cause I believe that's the most 
important thing. If you don't have confidence in yourself, yeah, yeah it goes, tough. it stems to everything. It stems to your relationships, stems to making money, going to festivals. Um, did I already say it? Like getting jobs, school, mm-hmm. like everything, everything. Yeah. It just, yeah. It's, and, and it's so interesting. You mentioned that up to the age of seven and even a little exercise we could do just to see like where we're at. You wake up in the morning and then you just start saying, all right, like how many thoughts that cross my mind are positive? How many of them are negative? How many of them are just like completely <laughs> irrelevant? And then that's like step one. You're going to be like, yeah. wow, I, I can't believe I'm thinking about this. I'm telling myself this. Oh, you can't do this. You're this. Why is this person this? But then you hit a point where it's like, even if that's going, it's my, like, I don't have to listen to that voice. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the next step. It's like, and then making those transition transitions, as you mentioned, the cocoon, the cocoon is, or breaking out of the cocoon is learning to see, like, creating that path, right? Of like. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Being, you're so spot on with the just noticing. You would be surprised at how far you can get by just paying attention to your thoughts because they're just so on autopilot. And we actually have like close to 70,000 thoughts per day. So it's like just one after another after another. Yeah. And you've been thinking them for like 20, 30 some odd years, some of the listeners. And like, you just don't even notice. You don't yeah. even notice. And e- even now with some of my clients, I'll still they'll be talking and I'll just interrupt them. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What did you just say? And I point out what they said and they're like, wow, I didn't even realize that I had that belief or that thought because someone told them to believe that so long ago. They just, it's so true to them. Yeah. Nothing is true in this life. If we want to get really deep. That's the only thing that's true. (laughs) Nothing is true. Nothing is good. Nothing is bad. So you get to decide for yourself what you want to be true, what you want to be good and what you want to be bad. Yep. And, and that's, that's the power of true creation. Yeah. You just said it like you physically didn't go any radical, didn't undergo any radical changes, but yeah. mentally you were able to like, Oh, now I can leave the house. Now I can go do this. Now I can go exactly. here and smile and feel good about myself. But it's like, but I'm still wearing the same, you know, it's the same interface. It's the same avatar. But exactly. What was it? So how did, and, and for me, honestly, Music festivals played a, a huge role in, in unlocking certain areas of my mind, like creatively, acceptance, yes. right? You can always be upset. And, and even like going on social media, you can look at it one way, or you can look at it another way, how you mentioned it. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it this? It's all how you're interpreting it. Exactly. So um, yeah, music definitely unlocks that, the festival itself. Um, so now let's can, take Wait, can I, can I step yeah. on that for a minute? Oh yeah, jump in. Um. The greatest thing I think I've gotten with that is like from festivals, the adventure and the experience teaches you a whole nother lesson, like how you're kind of talking about unlocking those parts of yourself. Not every festival is like complete bliss. You have, it's, it's uh. almost, a, it's, right? It's almost a journey. Like um, most of mine are, most of mine are amazing, but you have like those weird times. Um, that you kind of go through, maybe you get lost or maybe, I don't know. I can't yeah. think of like a lot of examples right now, but there's been festivals where it's just like, it taught me so much because I had to like work through shit and go yeah. through shit. And so I just think it's interesting. Yes. Festivals are like 
the most amazing thing ever, but you learn so much about yourself when you get into situations where it's like you, you have to almost problem solve. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's no, you're, you're spot on because even for ourselves, like we're festy, we're the festival smart band. You wear it with your friends at festivals, find each other without any cell phone service, Wi-Fi or data. Right. Okay. But it doesn't mean you can't go off on your, like, it's actually the opposite. It's like, I want to go off and venture for an hour, not eight hours, (laughs) Yeah, maybe one or two hours. And then have you guys not worried too much about me because you can find me if anything, or I can find you. We don't have to at exactly, you know, five minutes, every hour at this exact time, show up at this one spot. It's like, you know, so I can go have my experience and then feel good and be like, Oh, I don't have to pay a hundred something dollars to Uber back to the hotel, or exactly. I don't have to worry about that. Or if they need to really find me, I can link up with them. So because it that. allows you to, we want you to immerse more in what's going on, be more present, be around people and not have to worry about, I can't be present because now I'm thinking about this person that said they were going to the restroom and they're nowhere to be found. Like stuff like yes. that. So, those, those are the experiences I'm talking about. So one friend <laughs> says, I'm going to the restroom. I'll be right back. Stay right here. And then all of a sudden, we're walking to a different stage and we don't yeah. have the freaking festy bands. I need to get some of those. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, those are the experiences I'm talking about. What it's like, or you go off on your own. You want to see this artist. They want to see yeah. this artist. And it's like this whole, it's always like a, it's like a whole little world inside its own. with yeah. Solving and amazing experiences and you're crying. And then you're yeah. <laughs> like, there was one time at um, EDC where we're like, we brought our whole squad and we were doing festy tests and we we're like, okay, one of our, our cameraman, <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but our <laughs> cameraman didn't have a festy on and we're like, Hey, it's all good. And this is first festival ever. And of course we, when we regroup everyone, it's like, where's the cameraman? <laughs> like, so we all go to the bleachers and you know, the bleachers, that's the epic view. You yeah. see everything, it's night. The fireworks are going up, the, the rides and we're just sitting there and we all have this weird, it's like, it's like we're sad, but we're also like kind of shocked. Yeah. Like, he's somewhere out there, you know? Like <laughs> Just looking over all of the people. somewhere out there. And it's like, if we, and it's like, there it goes. Our adventure started. It's like, now we got to find this guy yeah. for real. And somehow it, it ended up, we ended up finding him, but oh my God. But you know what happens at festivals to me more than ever is you like, it's manifestation at its finest. When you're in that energy, you can manifest way better. Yeah. Um, when you're in like a very high vibe, you think about someone and you're just walking to a stage and you like run into that person or like, we're like looking for our friends. We're like, where are they? All of a sudden we just look to our left. We're like, there they are. (laughs) Like, I feel like it's magic, magic, baby. And it just like all just like comes around. Yeah, it really is. And, um, see, there are magical moments, you know, and we all have that. We all go through this experience. Obviously that's what keeps us going back. We all understand that. Um, at the same time, you know, we also want to be aware of like looking out for each other. And mm-hmm. for right now, what I've been really trying to bring back to the forefront for all festival goers while we're not at festivals is, hey, guys, how can we all do be- a better job as a community? You yeah. know what I mean? So that when we return to the festivals, we can all elevate more so like there is another level to this. And it's like simple little things. It's like, hey, guys, can we let's talk about trash. Let's talk about what we leave behind, you know, carbon footprint. Is it that hard for us to throw something away? Um, let's talk about if we're going through crowds, just telling people, excuse me, sorry, 
little yeah. things like that. Like just keep that, like it's such a small thing, but the energy, right? You just said it. It's like the, the energy shift. Um, if you see somebody that's maybe by themselves or, or if someone's in a situation, you know, is there a way that you can provide some positivity, comfort in a way that's actually, you know, um, genuine, you know, if you yeah. see some guy creeping on a girl, are you going to just keep go over there and just, Hey, Hey, Oh, Hey, good to see you again. And like, what can we do to provide that comfort? Um, actually I want to ask you directly because, you know, as a female and as a, literally it says, you know, helping girls build unbelievable confidence and create the life they truly desire. Um, mm. at a festival, what does that mean? Because we've all been there. Like, I mean, we've all heard about it and certain artists are getting in trouble right now. Artists that are like big artists yeah. and they're overstepping a boundary. Um, if you're at a festival, how do we look out for each other? And maybe you could just weigh in on that. I think it'd be very comforting to a lot of our community members. Yeah. And this is, this is a hard situation to speak on. Um, because like, I want to just be like, you know, we need to push for these people not to do that anymore. Right. Like that's what makes sense. Like we need to eliminate the, the problem, not find ways to cope with the problem. Um, but it's, it's hard because, um, like, how do I put this in a sensitive light? Like it's, it's going to happen. Things like that happen. Like they can't monitor, you know, sometimes, sometimes guys that are very, very scary and creepy towards me look super sweet. And then sometimes the guys that I kind of stereotype is like, uh, who is this guy at the festival are like the nicest people ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, it's very hard to monitor that and men are just men are just creepy but i think it's do you kind of get what i'm saying where it's like it's hard for us to make the change in them except for just raising awareness but i think we need to talk about staying in groups um just being aware of your surroundings having a plan in place for some, like when something does happen, if someone yeah. is overstepping a boundary, I think that, you know, festivals are also really good at having like staff around. If something is happening, I know that I have gone to people and been like, Hey, can you look like, watch this guy? He's yeah. being creepy or whatever. And as much as I want to be like, we need to eliminate the creepers. They're just gonna be there. Yeah. They're, there's always, they're not open to listening, but yeah. we can do our part in, uh, I guess just really like the typical things of like just looking out for each other and staying yeah. in groups. Don't go anywhere alone. Um, also do not stop creepy men and all of these things from wearing what you want. That's what I would say when it comes to confidence, they're always going to be there, whether you're wearing a garbage bag or whether you're wearing the hottest fucking outfit. So don't let that stop you from being who you are um, just be super cautious and super aware. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it right there. You know, you just said it. Still do you. Still do you. Still get out there. Um, and then community members, like, let's look out for each other. So exactly. same thing. If you, if you see somebody, you know, we all know right from wrong. We really, really do. Like, whether we choose to to go abide by it, follow it, like, we do know genuinely what's right, what's wrong. And we and, do um, see the red flags. Yeah. And we need to keep those in mind because sometimes we see red flags, but we're like, 
oh no, but like, it's fine. I still want to go backstage or, yeah. oh, it's fine. Like he, he looks kind of pretty nice. He has mm -hmm. some nice shoes on or something, but it's like, no, when you hear or see a red flag, even the littlest flag, it's not worth it. It's Shout out to rave fam. You just met, you said uh, earlier in the podcast that you have a pretty extensive rave fam. And oh, yeah. that's one of the things that like, that's one of the things they come through for, you know, is looking out exactly. for each other. If there's a rave mom or talk about your rave fam real quick. <laughs> Shout them out. <laughs> Shout out to my fucking rave fam. I almost want to like name a bunch of them off, but then I feel like I'm going to miss one. <laughs> but I have an amazing group of friends that really truly look out for each other, especially when you're in that kind of environment. Like I've never felt safer and our men are always like, we've got some big men in our group and they are always surrounding the girls. They stand on the outside of us. They're always looking out for, I mean like our group's pretty rowdy. So people don't stand too close to us anyway. Like if we're at like a rowdy set, People Rowdy, can't. how? Wait, wait, are you are you headbanging? What's 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 up with that? I am not a headbanger. <laughs> I am identified as absolutely not a headbanger, but <laughs> my friends are, and they get a little rowdy when we get to like slander, good vibrations. I'm yeah. looking at my boyfriend, like always just dunking on each other and pushing people around and stuff like that. Like wall of death, they're in yeah. it. Yeah. I'm a house head. I just sit back and relax. <laughs> but but yeah, we have a big enough group that like we do kind of push people away, but when it is does get really close, our men make sure that they stay on the outsides mm -hmm. and protect us and they're always looking out for us. And if anyone is looking at me creepy or anything weird is happening, I'm getting a weird vibe, I tell one of the boys right away. Yeah. Like I tell my boyfriend right away or I tell one of uh, my other guy friends right away. I'm like, "Hey, this guy's creeping me out. We don't do anything, yeah. but they just keep an eye on it. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like that part where you don't have to have an altercation now, right? Yeah. Obviously, if the dude steps boundaries and, and like yeah. lays a hand on you, that's a different story. And that's when the whole festival needs to be like, all right, hold on, this guy right here, you got to go. But when they don't stop. When they just don't <laughs> stop, they give yeah. them the hint. Come on, boys. If you're listening to this podcast, take a hint. Take a hint. That's facts. But, That's facts. But yeah, sorry. Continue what you were saying. No, no, you're right. It's like I've had multiple guests come on here and say just because a girl has on a very revealing or, or a seductive, sexy outfit doesn't mean like, oh, it's for me. Like hall it's pass. not for like, you. I, yeah. It's you're like, the last person I'm trying to look cute for. Yeah. You're yeah. literally the last person I'm trying to look cute for. Ugh. But it, it's more that like I will literally be holding hands with my boyfriend and like hugging and kissing and then some guy will come up and like be really pushy with me and i'm like mm -hmm. you not it's not like i'm like some single girl just walking around like open to receiving mm -hmm. it's like these men that they don't even uh, have like any respect mm. you know what i mean like they you'll tell them no i'm not interested like i hope you have an amazing night and they just still keep coming back yeah. or like trying to dance behind you and it's yeah it's hard. It is hard, but I do think we can always do better. And I love that you are um, raising awareness around this and talking about those things so that we do go back into festivals even better. Got to. Do, we have to, got but to. I do think we do a pretty good job. Like, yeah. We do a pretty good job of looking out for each other. Um, 
when you're in those like plur situations. Yeah, I was literally about to say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say that's plur right there, you know, peace, love, unity, respect, and exactly. what? Responsibility. The second R. You know, there's a second R. Plur. Plur, like, like cat. Plur. But, um, but it's real, like that responsibility for all of us to look at the community as if it's our sanctuary, if it means yeah. that much to us, if it's changed our lives, then aren't we going to do, you know, be responsible as well? You know, I get yeah. it. Like, that's one thing that, you know, speaking to the older, the, the more experienced generation of festival goers and ravers from the early 90s and such. And then this, the, our generation, maybe the new generation, millennials, Gen Z. Mm-hmm. We all got, that's why we have to have these talks. It's like, guys, yes, going to festivals is a fun adventure, but it doesn't mean now I'm just going to get obliterated and not yes. care about anything and not, you know, respect people and stuff like that. There is a way to do it where actually, you know, it's going to elevate your experience. You're going to have an even better time and connect with everybody there. It's not, I'm here on my own adventure. I'm here on an adventure that, and, and I'm part of, this huge, large collective adventure. Yeah. Um, Oh, what was I just going to say? Festivals, (sighs) responsibility. Oh yeah. Some people take advantage of the plur. They take true advantage because we say we welcome everybody and we take care of everybody. And then some people do take that as a opportunity to get super messed up or step boundaries and stuff. Cause they're like, Oh, but you said all are welcome here. And then they're like jumping into your group and getting messy and, and causing problems. And they almost take it too far. You do need to be responsible for yourself. And then if something does happen, of course, of course the community is there for you. But some people I think just like, they like see this like super kind community and this super amazing uh, people that take care of others. And they're like, Oh, I'm just going to go by myself and get messed up and then yeah. expect others to take care of me. And that's where it's like, that's kind of the line. Yeah. That's the line. Take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Fill, fill your cup up first so you can fill to others. If you're not taking care of yourself first, we can't like take care of the community. And that's in life too. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't give to others. Yeah. yeah. Facts, facts, facts. So let's get back into the festivals. Um, Close your eyes. What set are you at right now? Oh, Sheba-san. Hey, she Sheba had that San. quick answer. All right, Sheba. I, I dig that. I dig or that. Lewis the Child. Word. Here for now. Cool. Live tour. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. You what know, about you? Oh, uh, me? Come on. I'm always at a Porter set. I'm always at a Porter <laughs> It's done deal, you know. Did you go to Second Sky? Uh, I didn't go to Second Sky. Tisk tisk for me. But I've gone to uh, at least, what, 13 or 14 of his events. I, I Secret Sky, I downloaded that. I'm always listening to it, yeah. which was his virtual. Um, yeah, that's, that's my guy right there. So, Hell yeah. you know, but I will say this, you know, another beautiful thing about festivals is you're at one stage and you're like, all right, I'm going to this stage. And while you're walking over there, you hear something, you hear a roar from the crowd and you're like... I was going here, but I got it. I have to just see real quick what is happening here. Then you end up discovering a new artist, a new oh vibe, and boom. That's how I found Sheba-san. And yeah. I, I'm really weird with music. I'm very like, this is another way I'm like ego-driven. It's just like my clothes, my music. I'm like, no, I only listen to this kind of music. Da, 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 da. But 
I've been trying to let myself flow more where it's like, if I, something sounds intriguing to me or someone's going here, I've been like trying to broaden my horizons and there's so much good music out there. Always, always just let yourself like, uh, let your ears lead you some nights. Just like, just go explore new things. That's when I've found like the most amazing experiences, I think. I like this because you, it seems like you were enlightened. Like, I mean, same thing. I was like, nope, I'm going here, 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 yep. here. It's mm-hmm. done. Don't even try to change my mind. Then I end up at the trance stage for like five hours. And I'm like, bro, how did this happen? But I don't yeah. know, but I'm here. This is great. <laughs> yeah, I bashed on progressive house and trance for years now years like my friends would like play it and that's like their favorite music i'm like turn that off like turn it off and recently i've been getting into some music that i never thought i would get into and i think um just a lot of progressive house which i think it sounds very trancey because it all sounded the same to me but it's technically progressive house um and i do listen to a lot of ganja white night so that's a lot more dubby than what I usually listen to. I'm usually more a house and like future bass. Word. So, okay, okay. so I'm a lot more chill, but I think that when you, when you start to love it and with, when you're with a group of people that loves different music as well, it makes me love it even more. Like when I see my friends at a set, um, like I don't like seven lions, be- but my friends are like the biggest seven lions, lions fans. And now when I go with them, I start to enjoy his songs a little bit more. I start to enjoy the set because I see my friends loving it so much and you see how other people love it. And almost, it almost makes that connection. And like, it gives you that feeling of being in that state, seeing all of your loved ones enjoy music that they love. So then I, I kind of broaden my horizons and I try and listen to some stuff that my friends listen to that I usually wouldn't. Cause I'm like, well, if they love it, gotta try and love it because i just love it all exactly that that's a good that's a good view you know of course uh, for me i'm like all right but when g jones comes on i'm out of here like guys (laughs) you're gonna see some stuff it's all i love but the next 50 minutes to an hour i'm going to another planet yeah like that that too but then after that i'm down we can go anywhere you want to go i'm chilling i'm gonna enjoy you enjoying it so it's oh, that yeah. ebb and flow of like festivals. When Lewis the Child is on, like <laughs> we're literally like, don't talk to us. <laughs> like don't talk to me like 15 minutes before and 15 minutes after. I'm going through some shit. And yeah, that's pretty much it though. Any other time, if you have something to say to me, come say it. But yeah, exactly. At a Lewis the Child set, don't try and talk to me. <laughs> that is hilarious, but so true. So yeah. true. I love everyone, but yeah, don't catch me during one of those sets and then try to talk, tell me your life story. I'm like, bro, any other time, but now. Exactly. It's like your favorite songs coming on and this guy's like, let me give you this candy. And you're like, dude, (laughs) worst timing. Yeah, it's, you know, it happens. But um, so yeah, so cool. We've seen some of your, you've heard about some of your favorite artists. You've you know, you, you've, you've undergone this metamorphosis and now you have the metamorphosis group coaching. So what's that about? Well, yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, yes. I'm so grateful for you giving me this space to talk about it. Um, that's amazing. So metamorphosis is my new group coaching program. It's going to be 12 weeks and it's with like a very intimate group. 
um, on Zoom, and it's going to be diving really deep into finding your authentic self and becoming confident in that version of you. Um, so just a lot of deep diving into like who you are without the programming, mm. kind of like how in festivals there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. No, ju- no judgment, no programming, kind of unlearning everything we've learned and coming into who we truly are, how to build confidence, because confidence is learned. It's a skill. If you've been unconfident your whole life, that is completely irrelevant to your process of becoming the most confident person. Mm-hmm. Like you're not born unconfident or confident. So building that confidence, getting over you know, learning how to deal with self-doubts and limiting beliefs and fears and getting over that for yourself so you can truly create um, the life you want. Yeah. And really having the confidence in yourself to see that like this world is yours. Yeah. Your reality, it's like a, it's like a fucking game. This life is a game. You get to choose how you want it to be. Um, and yeah, that's that's really what this is about. It's building confidence in ourselves and our abilities and um a lot of it too is going to be about social media and how to use that to like be our authentic selves and be confident on there, especially during this time when I meet everybody in my life on social media and it's not going anywhere. Social media is going to get bigger and bigger. And as much as I was resistant to that at first, you know, I like delete the Instagram app. I'm like, no, (laughs) it's just a part of how we live now. And we need to learn how to use it in a positive way where we can share who we are unapologetically use our voice Mm -hmm. um and also just use it for good because a lot of people we kind of fell into this this time where people are not following the right people on Mm -hmm. social media and that creates their reality so a lot of that work um and just fucking showing up showing up and and doing whatever the fuck you want yeah that's what metamorphosis is about i I like it i like it um And you mentioned social media too. It's like, you know, you get, you post a picture, you post a video, you do this, you get some comments, all positive, And then you get that one mm-hmm. that's not so positive or, Oh, why this? Or, Oh, I think. And then like that ruins your day that this, and I think exactly. it's us being able to deal with that because now we're programming ourselves that when something doesn't go our way or you hear something else, it like has this effect on you totally. Exactly. Like we haven't evolved like fast enough that like we know how to cope with this yet. Like, mm-hmm. yes, social media has been around for a little while now, but like it's really new. Yeah. It's very new to humans and we don't know fully how to like use it to our advantage and kind of cope with everything that it comes with. Uh, social media was really, really hard for me for a really long time. Always looking at other people. Yeah. yeah what you were saying, like, I'm like, this is the hottest photo of me. I post it and then like I get less likes than I usually do. Like there's that whole weird thing. Um, And then it just like shoots your confidence down. And people are also just scrolling mindlessly and looking at other people living their lives instead of creating their own. And I, that was a part of my transformation as well as learning how to use social media for good. Now it's like my favorite thing. I actually have no negative energy when it comes to social media because I use it to connect. Um, I've been talking about this a lot lately, but everyone on my following list is muted except for like inspirational posts. So when I scroll, it's just like inspiration. And then I can go to my following list and scroll through and 
Yeah. I don't see it's funny. I don't even know what to, Oh, <laughs> it's dude. It's like what? <laughs> you can mute vibe like okay. It is so let's the, talk about that. Yeah. Ladies and okay. gentlemen, this I'm probably late to the party here, but you know, no. Maddie Maple is about to give us the rundown on the mute uh button <laughs> on on social media and how you can use it to make sure you're only receiving positive vibes. Yes. Oh my God. I love that we just opened this door. And no, this is like pretty, pretty new and not a lot of people know about it. And I've been kind of pushing it a little bit and talking about it every once in a while because it, it changed my life. We don't even realize how big of an influence what we're looking at all the time plays on like our mental health and our reality. And the reason people don't unfollow people is like one part is like, we just followed a bunch of people and we got Instagram and then we never, we never think about it again. We're just like, Oh, I'm just following these people, Yeah. but their content is not serving you. And then a lot of people are afraid to unfollow people because they don't want to hurt people's feelings. So that's where I am not hurting anyone's feelings. I'm still following everybody and I still, okay. So back up the muting it's, it's just, you can go to their page and you can click on the following and it has a little drop down and you can click mute and you can choose to mute just their stories or just their posts or both. Like we all know that one person oh. that you love to see their posts when they post, but then they post like 80 stories a day and you're like, dude, I have to like swipe through this every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that has no, there's nothing wrong with posting 80 stories at all. That's their reality. Yeah. Do it. I love it. Sometimes I post like that. I hope people have me muted if I'm not serving them, but it just, it doesn't even let them know that you muted them and their stuff just doesn't show up on your feed. Then you can go into your following list or you can actually see the list of people you've muted. And I'll just, you know, when I'm feeling in a really good state uh, and I do want to check up on people and see what people are doing, then I can go there and click through their stuff and, and see what's up. Wow. Um, but yeah, when I scroll and I also, when I scroll, I see a couple posts and then it says you've reached the end. Like you're all caught up. So then it's, yeah. So <laughs> I, it tells you like, it literally oh, tells yeah. you like you've reached the end. Yeah. It says you're oh. all caught up on posts. Yeah. On I've seen what platform? On Instagram. What? I, I, maybe I, I should be, maybe I should be proud of myself for not knowing this, or maybe I've just been so caught up in the unlimited swiping. It's because I muted everyone. I like oh. technically follow like 12 people and it's good news pages. Like yeah. there's one called like some good news and tanks good news where they just share good news. Yeah. Um, and then I follow like some astrology stuff and like a couple, a couple friends, um, but not like their stories or anything. Cause then you just get lost in, you know, you're waiting for someone or you're tired and you get in bed or yeah. like <laughs> you're taking a shit. And of course, like you're sitting there for like 40 minutes. You don't need to be on your, there. For your five. legs are going, are going, getting yes! off completely. you're like, damn, I can't even get up now. And it's because you can't look <laughs> away from your phone. It's, it's that dopamine hit of like yeah. judging other people. Mm. Um, and I cannot tell you guys how transformative it has been for me and my goals and my life and my confidence and my mental health in my relationships, for me to go on Instagram, see inspirational, uh, inspirational quotes and see things that are like making my life better, get to the end and say, Oh, there's nothing more for me here and get off my phone and actually live in real life. Yes. There's a time and a place. Like I said, you can always go to your following list and see what's up. Mm -hmm. You do not need to look at what everyone else is doing, which is you can't even control what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. You do not need to look at that. 
every day. So true. So honestly, it's funny because like I would say, oh, easier said than done. But like if you mute people, if you do that, like it's actually it's actually not as like it is it's easy like like you oh, just said it's so easy you guys, you're done you like i'm done oh, huh yeah. i guess i'm done i'm caught up um, you could be doing that while you're listening to this it's so yeah. easy and it's so irreversible it's not like it's not permanent just try muting people for a week see how it yeah. feels see if you can even remember who you are following probably can't exactly not miss them yeah i'm definitely gonna try that um thanks for sharing that there it is yeah. guys the mute so you mentioned something else. Now I want to talk about the next topic, which is astrology. So there was a full moon last night. Um, yeah, I'm a Taurus. That's about all I know. Mm, yeah, I don't, I'm honestly not that into it either. But this is so funny that you just brought it up because I have my very first astrology reading today um, over Zoom. So like in a couple hours after this call, I'm going to have my first astrology reading, but I always was very skeptical about it because of like my upbringing with religion. Hmm. I'm very like, I don't believe in anything. Like I believe in science because I think I just was like so traumatized by my experience. I'm like, Hmm. all this astrology stuff is so like woo woo, but I'm starting to get into it because there are some Aries meme pages where I see their meme and I'm like, wait, this is literally a page about me. There's yeah. got to be some truth here. Um, also with, sorry if this is too much TMI for you, but there's something about the moon cycles and women's periods and the yeah. energy there. Uh, one of this, these podcasts I listened to was all about productivity and it was about planning your day and your life around your like the moon cycle and your own cycle because yeah. there's so much energy that goes into that. Um, so yeah, I'm not proficient in this whole astrology thing yet but i've been paying very close attention to the energies that i feel um because there's there's something there there's something we're all connected and yeah i i'm really excited to learn more about it today for myself oh yeah that's that's super cool that it just lined up that way and um so when we have part two you'll come on and you'll give us the full breakdown now um so one of the things is like just mentioned it we're, we're water like the moon we, we're connected for sure because if we're 70 80 percent water and the moon literally does something to the tide it, yeah that's our energy if you notice um someone told me hey you ever notice the week leading up to a full moon how do you feel yeah like, whatever you feel is going to be heightened a little bit and then they're like and then do you ever take notice on a new moon on a new moon how do you feel because a new moon also is uh kind of like intention setting so yeah. I, I personally, I don't know too much about astrology either, but when there's a new moon or a full moon, I try to maintain and like regulate my emotions, you know, if I, or if I feel, man, I feel all wild. It's like, oh, that's, there's this, I gotta, okay, I gotta level it out, meditate, do yeah. this. Um, exactly. And I think there's something to say about, um, I don't know if you're into manifestation at all. Oh yeah. But yeah. When, you know, that new, and that's something kind of that I've, dove into as well as like when there is that new moon it's more just like releasing old blocks and mm-hmm. getting clear about what you want yeah regulating your emotions but kind of like it's it's new moon it's new yeah. it's new a new cycle new energy kind of like diving into what you want and planning and stuff like that and then the full moon is that like 
full energy, like full manifesting power um, and really just like focusing on your desires and your intentions. I think there's, yeah, I just think there's something there. There's something more that I need to dive into more as well, because it's true when you start paying attention to it, the energies around those, those two things and in between, it's also, it's very much like um, seasons. Like all the cycles are just like the seasons and it's like winter you kind of do the inner work and you're inside yeah. summer is when you like go, 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 go. And it's yeah. like, I think we, people are starting to more, but I think we do need to get more in tune with all of those energies and use it to our advantage. Cause sometimes we push when we shouldn't be pushing. Oh gosh. Now and, I feel like you're speaking right to me now. Yeah. <laughs> I usually yeah. am that person after be like, all right, dude, I put, I push myself to like that limit yes. and then you hit it and then you're like, okay, but you don't want to wait till the breaking point every single time exactly. you know, before you do something um, for yourself, right? There's a time for everything. And I think it's just really trial and error and listening to your own body to see what that is for you. Because your breaking point is going to be different than my breaking point. Exactly. And then there's also, <laughs> if we even want to get into it, like that whole balance between like, okay, do I need to be disciplined or do I need to listen to my body? That's kind of my thing right now. It's oh like my gosh, I know. Trying, trying to rest and take time for myself. But then I'm like, wait, do I actually need rest right now? Or just, or do I just not want to do anything? Yeah. Finding that balance for yourself with, with like knowing when you really do need a break and knowing when you do need to push towards your goals and kind yeah. of finding that aligned state. Yeah, because yeah. there is something satisfying about like, as you mentioned, like, oh, like, Am I coming up with excuses or I don't want to do this? I don't want to do this. But then you push through it and then yeah. somehow you break through and you, something cool, really cool happens. Something exactly. really cool. You're like, damn. And then at the end, you're like, I'm glad I did it. But then on the flip side, there are times when you will push, push, push. And then you'll be like, dude, I'm just making this 10 times worse and I'm feeling crazy now. And it's time to take a break. Exactly. And that's been my thing right now as I have like, I have become like a self-employed, like an entrepreneur so quickly where people used to just tell me what to do. And now I'm just sitting here like I can do what I want when I want. And so it's really been a true trial and error of exactly what you just said. Yeah. Am I supposed to push right now or am I supposed to listen to my body? Because I I push myself really hard too. Um, And then you get burnt out. And then I'm like, I'm not even doing anything anymore. I'm just like pushing and getting nowhere. Yeah. Um, So yeah, both, right. It's, I mean, myself, I've been an entrepreneur, you know, well with Festy for like what, four years. And it is that it's sometimes you got to read your energy because, okay, if you do get a break, can you come back with like this really cool output of creativity, ideas, energy, and then push hard. And then it's just like, but then as you mentioned it, you're holding yourself accountable now. And yeah, from I've also worked like I used to work at a, a CVS one time. I used to work at a warehouse, which was just crazy, like ridiculous, you know. And you'll think about that, and you'll be like, "Man, like I could be, I could go back to doing that, you know." Which is like really gonna make me huh, appreciate like what I have, you know, the opportunity that I have as an entrepreneur, being able to say I can work from this hour to this hour, or take it to the night, or whatever. But at the same time, end of the day, you trying to get somewhere. You know, if you know that all right, I've given it everything I, I, I have, I can, but at the same time, it's like, it's always that you versus you, right? Whether it's, it's business, you. whether it's confidence, whether it's how you look at things, interpret things, yes. it is a little you versus you. 
And so, okay, this is, I just did a podcast episode about this, talking about this missing puzzle piece that everyone's missing when it comes to changing their life or gaining confidence or any of this, anything that you just talked about. It's so many people are trying to change and it's almost like you can't. And it's because they're not actually committing to the transformation. Hmm. And it's because if you commit to the transformation, if you commit to uh, being an entrepreneur, if you commit to becoming a confident person, if you commit to, you know, up leveling your life or becoming this kind of person or doing this or that or whatever up level it is for you, if you commit to that and you don't have any excuses, you don't have a fail safe, mm -hmm. it's just you. Yeah. You, you fail, you fall flat on your face. There's no, nothing else to blame except for you, mm -hmm. you versus you. When we have that fail safe of like, oh, well, I have to work this nine to five job. I, ha you know, I was born an unconfident person. Oh, I could never be an entrepreneur because I'm just, I was born lazy. Mm -hmm. That was mine. Mm -hmm. My kind of belief. If you have that belief and you're hanging on to that belief, if you try anything, you can say you're trying to become confident or trying to start a business or trying to do this. But if you're still holding on to that past belief, it's, it's safer because then you have mm -hmm. that to fall back on. Then yeah. you don't have yourself to blame. You have, oh, but I'm just not a confident person or I'm just yeah. not lazy. When you fully commit to the transformation, you fail you failed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nothing you else is like, yeah, you nothing learn. else is, is to blame. Yeah. Yeah. You have this thing it's, it's like fall forward. Like, okay, I failed. Yeah. I failed. Like that's it. All everyone that's ever succeeded has had to fail and fail and fail and fail, but just not give up, keep moving forward. And then eventually you're like, I'm, I'm in a new space now. Yeah. I've had to deal with so much. I've had to overcome so much. I've had to, <laughs> but there's no such thing as failure only feedback feedback there is. only feedback failure is only a thing if you let it exist mm -hmm. you create failure there is no such thing as failing only feedback and the thing that i always say to my girls always always and i got this from uh, a podcaster named Catherine zinkina uh, and james wedmore they're amazing your success is inevitable and inevitable meaning unavoidable. Mm. Your success is literally unavoidable. How can you say that like there would be a chance of you still failing if you gave something your all and you tried and you tried and you failed and you tried and you put in every ounce of your energy? Mm -hmm. Do you truly believe that there is still a chance that you could fail? Mm. No, it's inevitable. Your success, no matter how you get there and how long it takes you, it's unavoidable if you believe that it's unavoidable yeah if yeah. you believe um if you believe you got to and firmly believe you gotta firmly believe commit 100 percent. like i always talk about that damn what if i live my life at 99 percent? at the end you're gonna be like damn <laughs> i left out every single day i left out just a little bit just yeah. a little bit and if i would just put that little extra in over time it compounds and then you'll end up it's a gap and then you're like wow same thing um you just mentioned like like limiting like limiting yourself mm -hmm. i have a quote too it's like let go of your limiting factors once yeah. you let that go then you open yourself up for i guess you could say unlimited potential exactly and that is really what i do in like my whole coaching is like everything you want is 10 feet in front of you it's yeah. all right there yeah it's always it's always right there but there's just a wall in front of you and it's just your fears 
and your limiting beliefs, like I said, that were literally given to you when you were before the age of seven, all these limiting beliefs, all these just like weird fears and self-doubts, that's the only thing blocking you. Once you can break through those, everything you want is yours. Once you change those beliefs, your whole reality changes. Yeah. It's, it's like almost too simple, but it's hard. I was going to say, honestly, like you mentioned it's ego so also and yeah. like, oh, it's just all you got to do. But how many times have we been faced? Like I'm still faced with it where it's like your ego. He, he wants to say this. He wants to do it this way. He this. But like down, you're like, man, but where's the growth at? Where's the yeah. growth? Oh, my gosh. The growth is by telling that ego to be quiet. Yeah. And do this whole thing that even it might even make you feel this weird feeling like this fuzzy feeling. But you're like, dude, that's growth. Like, what is the it's growth, man? And oh. but once you once you get this is my other thing, like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Get mm. comfortable with being in that state where it does feel like, ugh, this is new. This is uncomfortable. Yeah. You might not like it at first, um, like getting out of your comfort zone and and doing those things. But once you have that little taste of growth, yeah, once you can get through that, it's addicting. Like yeah. I'm addicted to personal like development yeah. like my growth once you get through that icky part and you get to that little taste of getting a little bit better it's mm -hmm. just and it gets easier it gets easier i think that's where some people stop and they're like you know so many people want to grow and they want to move forward and it's very difficult for them to um because they are like oh it's going to be so hard mm -hmm. and it is hard at first but once you get comfortable with being uncomfortable and you learn how to get through your fears and you learn how to control your thoughts, then it just gets fun. Yeah. Yeah. It gets scary sometimes, but it's like a fun kind of scary. Cause you're like, yeah. Oh, I know what's going to come out of this. Embracing it, like embrace, you know, kind of that whole process. Embrace. Oh, another thing. Surrender the outcome. Mm -hmm. That's it right mm -hmm. there. Surrender. It's hard. I mean, I'm still dealing with it, but it's like, surrender the outcome all those expectations that's what's yeah. that's what's going to keep you from like you know being in the moment embracing everything is like oh i needed to do this i needed to do this i needed to do this you surrender the outcome and you just enjoy every single part of it and give everything you have for every single part yes. you you're gonna yeah something bigger is in store exactly the universe only has three answers yes not right now and i have something else in store for you and some people get so disappointed when like something doesn't work out the way they want but it's just not for you especially with like um like relationships right that's like a thing that i deal with a lot with my clients is like relationships and breakups and just almost we we cling on to like these relationships but mm -hmm. when you can surrender and say like there is something more and just trust that there is something for you if something's not yours like not meant to be yours let it go it's not meant to be yeah. yours everything everything is working in divine timing and everything that is meant to be yours will be yours and yeah it's it's hard to trust that sometimes it's yeah you're right um, but when you do exactly and when you or when you let go then it ends up happening you're like how does this work this way exactly. it's, it's so bringing it full circle now right <laughs> bringing it all around festivals mm -hmm. have done that for us festivals have allowed us this area to uh, non-judgment to be free to to yeah. really like just let go in like the good way 
um, now we're not able to attend festivals. So now people are dealing with depression because this was a thing for them. This was, I work hard. I put myself through all this stuff, but then I get to decompress because I yeah. can go to a festival, not only for myself, but then I get to hang out with my, my friends, rekindle with them, meet new people, dress up wild and have people applaud me for it. You know, have people feel good off of my energy. Now that's kind of, oh, quote unquote, been taken away on the physical level. Mm -hmm. How do we move past that? I mean, you know, obviously you mentioned all the things, the creative ways, but um, what have you seen? Or, or yeah, just on a mental level, on a mental level, I'm depressed now because I can't go to festivals, right? And they mm -hmm. haven't said when the next festival is. It might even be a year from now. How do I move past that? Yeah, so, I mean, when we desire something, Sometimes there's a hidden desire in there. Like, um, for example, someone might manifest like a boyfriend, but really they want safety and security and validation from someone. Um, so in that aspect, like when we think about festivals, like there's two, there's two parts of it. There's one part where it's like, can anything really live up to a festival? The feeling you get at a festival. Yeah, yeah. And so on that level, on the level of like, you know, festivals are a whole nother level. I've been thinking of this time as another cocoon. This is my cocoon Ooh. to like make more money, get even hotter, like get my body in check, like prepare myself, like work on my dancing. Like I kind of want to learn how to shuffle. I don't know. Hey. I, have some, I have some blocks there, but like for people who <laughs> shuffle, you take this time to get like really fucking good and then you're yes. going to go back to the festivals and we're all going to like break out of our cocoon right yes working on um like a business or something like that so that you the next time like my plan is like the next time a festival comes around i want to have so much money saved up that i can splurge on any outfit i want any airbnb anything like i want to go all out like use this as your time to prepare and like look forward to that next that next time like make a bunch of candy if that's your thing mm -hmm. if you're a dj like put your mm -hmm. whole heart into that right now just yeah it's like almost like this cocoon and then yeah. when we get to the festivals i feel like we're going to come back like bigger and better than ever and that that's my plan i'm going to come back with like better outfits better energy like all of that stuff so on that level there's that mm -hmm. but going back to the whole thing <laughs> that random tidbit about a boyfriend and now like you when you manifest that you really just want love safety and connection so when we think about festivals what are we receiving as like you know innate human beings that have needs what are we receiving from that okay we're receiving belonging that's the big one we feel like we belong somewhere um we're receiving you know dancing and like freedom to express mm -hmm. we're receiving human connection all of these things and kind of I think for the people that are having a hard time with this right now, list out what it is for you that you are getting your needs met by festivals, list out what it is for you, and then just get as close as possible as you can to fulfilling those needs through other ways. So for me, it is true expression. That is what I really get out of festivals for myself is that place where I can truly express myself. How can I do that as much as possible now? Creating new things, creating new outfits. I've been like exploring, um, with like my streetwear, 
like because usually I only express myself in rave clothes. So I've been trying to yeah. venture out with my my street clothing. Um, and then like human connection. I'm on Zoom all day just trying to connect awesome. with people, right? So all these needs that we have, just seeing how we can fulfill them in in other ways. Because that's really humans need three things love, safety, and belonging. Mm. And that's it. Mm. We we honestly receive all three of those from festivals. So it's mm. just how can we get those same feelings in our day-to-day life? And yeah, what you're doing right now, staying connected, you know, listening to podcasts, like listening to this, if you're listening to this, that's a great way because you are getting that human connection and that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, finding groups of people on the internet that you can connect to. And I yeah. think that's all you can really do right now. And just prepare. Oh, that was, that was lovely. Hot. And she, really, and she really said, hot. get hot. She's like, I'm going to get hotter. But, yeah. But, you know, but yeah, you're right. Like that could be something you want to do and be prepared, right? It's not, snap my fingers hotter. It's okay. I'm going to work out. I'm all, I'm a natural kind of, kind of guy. So yeah. uh, the way I look at it is like, all right, I'm going to actually put the work in. Yeah. I'm going to work on these abs. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to tone up. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to, you know, do things that are going to um, provide that value, you know, like you said, ultimately down the line when we go back to festivals. Cause look, she just said it folks, this is cocoon season. So when we go back, it's <laughs> butterfly season. Yes. It's butterfly yeah. season. The next festival season, whether it's 2022, 2021 summer is butterfly, butterfly season. Like, yes. And I hope this motivates people, this little conversation right here to be like, Oh shit, I'm going to show up like the next yeah. festival. I'm going to show up and like show, show the person that I've transformed into. Yes. Like it's going to feel so fucking good for you to work on yourself and then be able to like bring that person into a new festival and just show up as that person. Like it's, it's going to be good. And you just said it like that. If there's even one takeaway from this podcast, it's like write down what festivals, you know, what you said, what they bring to you, what yeah. is lacking, and then find out, oh, how can I feel that? Because that's self-development, that's self-work. It's not yeah. you know, something that just instantly you snap your fingers and it happens, but that's learning about yourself. That's getting in tune with yourself, building your own relationship. And, yeah. you know, festivals allow, festivals are a reflection of, of that. That's, it exists within you, you know what I mean? Festivals is the portal to that other area of yourself. Exactly. So exactly. This this has been great. You know, we're definitely gonna have to have to do a, a part two soon. Yeah. If you're inspired by this, um, where can we find you? What are your you know social media handles? Maybe website and even like the, the podcast itself. We want to yeah. stay connected and just say thanks. So how can we do that? Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate this. So I'm mostly on Instagram. Actually, I'm only on Instagram. Uh, Maddie Maple, M-A-D-I, Maple like the syrup. And yeah. And then my podcast is Breaking Butterfly and it's on iTunes and Spotify. And yeah, I think those are the two places you can find me. My DMs are always open. I love connecting. Um, Yeah. Reach out to me. Awesome. There it is. Well, Maddie, you are hashtag Festy fam. Yes. For life. You're, you're here. You came and visited. You spread positivity. I mean, that, that's, all, that's all we, we ask for, you know, and you shared that's your all story. We can do. 
super inspiring, opening up, the confidence is booming. And, you know, the, the cool part about it is you just said it. I wasn't like this like before. Like it was there, but I just, you know, and you took the steps necessary. So everyone, while you're at home, this yeah. is an opportunity. Everything, you can look at everything as an opportunity. This is an opportunity to take those steps, to deal with their, ourselves, to, to ask certain questions, to do the work. It's okay to shed a tear. It's okay to feel a certain way, be upset for a while, but then after, bring it back and, and then say, okay, but what am I going to do to make that, you know, take a step in that positive direction, right? So Yes, and that's the committing thing. Commit yeah. to it. This is your cocoon. I know this is a fearful time, but this is a time to you know, look inwards and really make a change and yeah, commit to yourself and do the work. I promise you anything is possible. This reality is yours and this is a perfect time to learn how to use, yeah, unlock your power of creation. So yeah. Boom town. Yeah. All right. My name is Desmond <laughs> Berestein, CEO of Festi. Thank you to our guest, Maddie Maple. Thank Follow her. Thank you so much. Send her the vibes. You know what I mean? Listen to her podcast. It's all about supporting each other. It's all about that peace, love, unity, and respect. Festi Files signing out.